Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We have been recording on our phone. Shane's going to hate this as well. Oh, but, but so my baby, she likes to eat my phone. But so she'll be like, and then all the saliva is going into the mic. And then I listen back to the next podcast. And when we, you know, the pee thing. You, oh, there's yeah. probably some ter- technical term for that. Oh, I thought I Do was it? just eating plosives. it. Plo- plosives. plosives yeah. So there was loads of plosives. We were literally like, <laughs> I was like exploding in the in my headphones. I literally thought that that was me. I no, thought that was me. Mic. Yeah, because usually it doesn't do that. Oh, okay. But um, yeah. So there's too, there's a bit too much saliva now in the in the phone microphone. You need, you need to put it in the bag of rice. Yeah. <laughs> bag of rice bag of rice immediately that's uh yeah no I thought that was me when I listened back to it and I was like oh because you know the way like when we're recording it so like it's literally on a phone so whenever we're talking like Keelan will like push the phone to me and be like <laughs> like talking to the mic but I thought I was like eating it and that's mm. why it was like so every time you pushed it towards me I'd go back and I was like oh my god it's all my fault but sometimes you'd be talking and you'd have the mic directed at me as if you were like oh I, my oh I know yeah I know yeah but like I don't know that's why sometimes I'm like it's like screwing like uh, bottle caps on you know if you're like talking one way like my my hand would go the other way I don't know why I said bottle caps but what? like it's a weird analogy <laughs> what analogy is this you're like quick think of one anyway welcome <laughs> Hannah <laughs> Anyway, have I gone red? <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> now, if you want to introduce yourself, Hannah. Um, okay, so my name is Hannah McGlynn. What, like, what kind of intro? What, what you do don't, I say you, about myself? I'm Just a sexy say, bitch. I'm a sexy bitch, very slay. And um, she's a corporate creative. And love. Yeah. love. Okay. Do you want to elaborate what a corporate creative is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically I am, so I'm a videographer, photographer girly, but I work in an advertising agency. So I have my little studio in there. And um, so I still like shoot videos, direct, all that kind of stuff, edit and everything. But then just in a more corporate way. <laughs> and love. what does that mean? So basically it's just more like ads. So like ads for a big corporate clients kind oh, of thing. Yeah, okay. so it's not like as much it. of like my own stuff. You know, I would have done a lot more like music videos and like shorts before, whereas now I'm kind of like, I'm told this is what you're doing. This is your brief. Now off you go. Okay. So, but a bit of security though. Oh yeah, no, I was like manifesting a corporate nine to five. <laughs> I was just like, I can't do this freelancing thing anymore. And mm. then someone got on to me about the job and was just like, hey, you'd be great for this. I'm leaving it. So oh, perfect. Manifestation girlies. So good. When did you start? I'm there like two years. Nice. Which is probably the longest I've stuck at any job. So it's going well. Brill. Yeah. Love. There's nothing worse than working in somewhere where you don't want to be. Yeah. Like there's literally nothing worse, especially because you're a creative. Yeah. I was having this conversation with Kim today because like she's like she's so creative and she like wants to do all these things, but she's in a corporate job yeah. and like she feels like trapped. But now you get to kind of have the best of both worlds. I have the best of both worlds. Like they pay my health insurance, but I'm still like making things and like working on my skill set. Love. Oh my God. Yeah. Health insurance as well. Health insurance. Oh, for hell. The girls. Yeah. Love. So 
you obviously because you're like you're a working gal you're a busy gal having a clear head at the start of the day is always so important yeah so you stopped drinking when so I just stopped drinking six years ago oh my so god when I was 22 I stopped drinking which is kind of wild <laughs> um but yeah like that thing I don't think I'd be able to actually like manage the job that I'm in now like back then I'd be like oh I really want to do like this or that and like had like high goals but then was always stopping myself from achieving them because mm. I, was, I was hungover or like blacked out. Did you have really bad hangovers? Oh I had ferocious hangovers from when <sighs> I was like 14. So like my doctor after the fact like when I stopped drinking was like you were probably always allergic to alcohol which would make a lot of sense because like 14 year olds probably shouldn't have hangovers. Fuck. Like it's probably not. <laughs> no, no, That no. was me. That's me as well. No way. Yeah that's yeah. Why. it's such an interesting topic because how many times a week do I say I'm going sober? I'm like, I, I don't want to drink anymore. I, ca- mm. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And it's because I've gone through every single alcohol and they make me sick. Yeah. And I'm like going slowly and slowly throughout them all. And now I'm like, maybe I'm just allergic to everything. Except margarita. Ex- except margarita. <laughs> except tequila. But then it's like, I, I heard something on the TV the other day and this is like, I was drinking a tequila drink and like, I'm convinced that I'm only not allergic to tequila. So I'm like, like not drinking out any, well, no, I am drinking other things. And then I get myself into a state where I'm hungover and then it's like all self-inflicted. So, yeah. you know, I'm looking for sympathy, but I did it to myself. But um, it's like, yeah, I don't have, I'm not allergic to tequila, but but then what if I drink too much tequila? Yeah. Then you'll be hung over. So am I allergic to that too? But it's just such an interesting thing because like at this age, like I'm 25, you're 25, mm. you're... I'm 28. 28. So like at the age of 22, like I couldn't imagine myself saying, oh, I, I'm going to go sober at 22. I wouldn't even be mature enough. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. don't even think I was wearing matching socks back then. <laughs> yeah, like, I was though. Like I was not. And it was like, I did not think I had like an issue with drinking. It was that like... I was just like chronically depressed and kept like attempting suicide, like all of those kind of things. Mm. And then went to my doctor and was just like, I'm really depressed. Like, you know, give me medication. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. kind of what I thought it would be. And then I went for an assessment in PATS. And then after that assessment, they were like, so you have all this like PTSD that you need to do psychology for. But before you do that, you need to do like an alcohol and rehabilitation program. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. So like I walked out of there being like, fuck them. Yeah. Being of. like, they know nothing about me. I'm mm. like, cause you know, you're 22, you're like, I drink as much as like my friends do, but like my friends are chaotic. So it's like the circles I keep, like everyone was on that buzz, but it doesn't mean that it's like healthy to be drinking that amount. Yeah. And doesn't mean it's going to react the same way with everyone. Yeah. Because like, that's thing, always, wait, don't, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I, sorry, the Spider-Man oh thing. Are we going to kiss? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, when you're a teenager as well, and it's like, Say, for example, I loved Nutella and I loved milkshakes. And then, but I'd always get these really infected, swollen glands. My adenoids actually had to get them removed. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why this is coming to my head. And I'd be like, oh, coming, into, coming into school, like hocking up. And then all my siblings would be the same. We'd be hocking up the dairy every time we ate it. So I was like, okay, I have to go off dairy. But then all my friends would be having milkshakes and ice creams. This is around the time when scrub diddlies came in, okay? <laughs> I was really left out. <laughs> and I was just like, why the fuck can everyone else have all these yummy, desserts because let's be honest everything that's yummy has dairy in it so yeah. I wasn't able to have any of these things and your doctor is just like well sometimes things don't react the same way with everyone yes. so it's the same thing with alcohol it's just like just because your mate well if your mates would jump off a bridge would you but you know just because your mates can handle drink and like still be sane the next day doesn't mean that it's going to react in the same way yeah and like I, I was the exact same with the whole drinking thing I was like it's so unfair that like 
all of my friends can handle drinking and like why can everybody else just like handle this and I can't but like in the six years now I've seen like so many more of them like are starting to struggle with it and like that it wasn't just me that was struggling with it even though like at the time I was still like completely in denial and was just like I don't need to do this but like I'll do the inpatient program just like so I can get the psychology I need but I was like doctor's an idiot doesn't know anything mm. and then on like my second or third week of being there like I had to do the whole like AA like life ring and then like group therapy and I was the youngest person there by probably like 20 years and I was like I don't need to be here until one day I was like oh I definitely need to be here <laughs> mm. like it's problematic right I'm gonna be honest um I on Friday I didn't want to go out because every time I go out I fear of what I'm gonna be like the next day you know the way you when you're out with your friends and they buy you a drink and like not necessarily they have to ask you but they're they could buy you the same drink that they're drinking and majority of the people they can drink whatever they want and they won't be the way that I am the next day but it could be one drink for me and I'll be vomiting like crying fragile but vomiting is like the main thing for me and I went out and I had six bottles of Corona and I got alcohol poisoning the next day Stop. six bottles of Corona now I had a margarita but like that was way earlier in the night had a bit of food and then six bottles of Corona and I, I got the six, the Corona light thinking that it had something to do with the alcohol my mom goes Emer, that's lighting calories it's not lighting alcohol and I was like oh for fuck's sake but six bottles of Corona and I on Saturday morning I was vomiting for I'd say a good seven hours and I was like on my deathbed crying um, like had like a sick bowl beside my bed because I couldn't physically get up because I was so dehydrated, I felt like I was going to faint. And th then I was like, I say it every single week. And my mom's like, you keep saying it, you keep saying it. But I'm like, I feel like someday I actually will do it. And I'll look back on those times being like the fact that I used to put myself through that. Mm. But I, it, it, I'm in the same position as you were in 22. Because I'm like, why is it only me? Because all my friends are like going to Forbidden Fruit like every single day. And they're like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday and they can do it. And I'm like, I can't do that, yeah, you know? Completely. It's, and like, would you get like two day hangovers? Oh. Mine would be like two plus days. Two, two day, two day hangovers. It's like very, and like if I'm on my period, it could be like three day hangovers. Your period just makes you way more hungover <laughs> what I fucking learned this weekend. Like it's, it's, it's actually, it's really depressing. But like when you're expressing it to people or your friends who don't get hangovers they're like oh you poor thing next because it's like they don't they can't relate but it's like completely. like I'm terrified of drinking but I do it anyway like self-inflicted completely but like it's just such a it's such a thing in Ireland like being around your friends and not drinking like let's talk about the um what is that thing that people do dry January why does everyone get so offended by dry January I get offended by it because I know that I won't be able to do it yeah I don't have the willpower to do it yeah well it takes extra it's like it makes you feel ashamed of yourself because you don't have that control or willpower. Exactly. You know, if you can see someone else doing it. It's like, Emer, remember me going for a run today? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this is your maybe four times saying you went for a run. I went for a run. <laughs> No, like she's lit no, she randomly texted me today going, just went for a run. And I'm like, love. But it's and that, then in brackets, I'm bragging. I'm, yeah, in brackets, I'm bragging. I was like, love, brag away. But anytime I saw someone, this is the reason why I just wanted to get into running, because I'd see stories and it's like, you know, you need to take a story or otherwise it didn't happen. I'd see these people going out for runs, like actually videoing themselves running, not panting, not even breaking a sweat. Like 
like normal skin colour, not even red as a beetroot. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with these robotic people? What are you taking? Give me some. And I was like, okay, I actually just need to fucking get into it and get over it. Because my mom runs, you know, it's a nice thing to do for your body. Yeah, of course. And after I had a baby, I'm like, I can fucking do anything. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry, that coffee has sent you on the moon. (laughs) She literally... (laughs) She literally gets it and goes to me, oh, girls, I'll be on the moon after this. (laughs) Fucking hell. But your body gets so sensitive to certain things, you know, after you give birth, genuinely, if you're breastfeeding, it's the same as being on your period because you're like losing your fluids and your body metabolizes things way faster. So like if I have coffee, I'm literally like, wow. And um, you wanted to get a fucking monster. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. But it's the same thing with drink. If I have a half a glass of wine, I'm oh, like, yeah. woohoo. Yeah. But um, no, like I was saying with the running, I would be like, oh, that's so annoying fucking putting up videos of yourself running. Shut up, you know? Yeah. And then now I just can't shut up about it. But it's the same sort of a thing with dry January. Dry January it's like, yeah. oh, you think you're great. Yeah. yeah. That sort of mentality. Um, But when you were 22, like I can't imagine... Because it's difficult. When I was even fucking pregnant, like, like clearly I can't drink. My mother was literally like, ah, you have a fucking G&T. What are you talking about? <laughs> and my baby shower, she was like, would you have a fucking glass of white wine? Like, She's what? like, will you give over? Yeah, Jesus. She's like, you're obsessed with the fuck. You're coddling the child. You're spoiling her. And she wasn't even born yet. She's in utero. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, ma'am, it's fine. I just don't want to drink, you know. I'll sit, sit this one out for once. <laughs> um, so yeah, did, were you met with like, judgment or anything or were people mainly supportive so yeah it was a weird one because like I went into like an inpatient treatment center for like three months and it was like the height of summer so like I didn't really tell people because also like my mom at the time she was like don't tell anyone where you're going because like she was like so ashamed because obviously like you know the whole mental health hangover from like their generation Mm. but then like gradually I'd be like oh yeah so like I'm not drinking and people would be like oh but like would you not just have one because it makes them uncomfortable because it acknowledges their drinking yeah but then when I'd be like, when they'd be like, why aren't you drinking? Because before I'd be like, oh, like I'm driving or I'm on antibiotics. And I'd be like, because it makes me want to kill myself. And then they'd be like, okay. <laughs> and then like now enough, like all the people in my life know that I don't drink and like the reasons why. Mm. Um, and like I'm off it long enough now that like obviously no one, well, generally people don't offer me like, <laughs> on the weekend, one of my friends was like, try this. And I was like, well, what is it? And he was like, oh, it's a gin and blah, blah. And I was like, are you joking? And he's like, oh yeah, 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 sorry about that. And people get really like uncomfortable offering me. Mm. But I'm trying to think, yeah, like when I stopped drinking, mostly it was like either people being like, slay. But that was after the first kind of maybe two months. Cause you know how often like even I used to be like, girls, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm yeah. done. And then like the next week I'd be gone. Yeah. And like, I used to like black out and be an absolute like terror, like after about three drinks. So it was like, they were also like fed up with my carry on. Okay. But then had like heard me be like, no guys, that's it. Like I'm not drinking anymore. And like the kind of poor me parade. But then like, obviously now that it's been so long, like people are very supportive of it. Or they're mm. just like, or they'll be like hammered and they'll be like, I wish I could do what you're doing. But then like, <laughs> I love that. But we'll have like a can in their yeah. hand and then be like, after like, do you want some? And I'll be like, I'm good. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> did, a lot of that. Did you lose friends though? I did that and that was the thing I learned in treatment they were just like you're gonna like there's gonna have to be a change in like the settings that you're in and like your friends are gonna really need to shift because like there are some people who love you no matter what obviously and Mm. like have your back and there are some friends who are like you're their like drinking buddy and like if you don't want to come out with them they're just like oh well like what else do we do so there were friends of mine who and like in early recovery as they call it um you're not really meant to like go out or like be in those spaces because it's really like obviously like challenging for you 
So um, yeah, there were people who I just like didn't hear from and I was like, oh, I thought we were like better friends than we actually are, obviously. Mm. And then there were friends of mine who would be like down for coffees, like the height of summer. They'd be like, yeah, let's go get a coffee or whatever. Or like who actually came and like visited me in a psych ward. And like, even though it was like the height of their summer holidays, they actually like wanted to spend their time in like a psych ward garden instead. So that really did like show me like who the special people in my life who like have my back are. Mm. And the ones who are only there for like, the good times or who also are in the height of like addiction and everything too so there's like a catch 22 there okay mm. and do you feel do you look at people now and you like you know obviously you not hold a grudge but I I personally would be like okay fuck you you weren't there for me but like do you look at them and you do you feel sorry for them or are you like you can see yourself in them or any feelings for them at all yeah well see like another thing that I really like learned and I was kind of through AA and stuff it's just like that forgiveness like we're, we're all going to fuck up in our lives. So if we're not willing to like forgive other people, like how can we expect other people to forgive us? Mm. And like, I had done some terrible things before I stopped drinking. So like, I absolutely forgive those people for like not being ready. And also like at 22, like your friend going and stopping drinking, you're like, yeah, as if kind of thing. You're like, you don't really even have awareness. Like your brain's not even fully formed really. So like, I don't hold it against any of them. And yeah, like now I can see that some of them either are like struggling with those things or, you know, they've come back around or else I just like don't see them. But it's also the thing with like getting older though as well that you're kind of like the friends that you had then are so different to the ones you have as you get on. Yeah, so yeah. it gets yeah. smaller. The group yeah. gets smaller and smaller and more intense. But, yeah. you know, it's better to have three great friends than like a whole bunch of people that are just your drinking buddies. Oh, completely, you know? yeah. Yeah, and there's like, no depth there yeah, with the relationship. Yeah, like, you exactly. even, It's just like we're friends with each other to have a laugh that you don't actually know anything about each other or there's no support there yeah which yeah. actually I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it but if you don't have both there's no balance mm. there like it's fair enough if you have people to party with and have a laugh with to turn your brain off sort of yeah. of course but of it's course. like you do need the special connections you yeah. know making friends special connections yeah. I don't even know what that song is <laughs> no I just made, I, <laughs> just made it up. I was just singing a the tune yeah. <laughs> and come here do you um, like with the fear and stuff like are you just like when everyone says anything about the fear do you just feel so bad you're like I know or because you used to black out oh I used to black out all the time but then like also, my friends wouldn't tell me what I'd done. So like there were people who would be like pissed off at me or I like I would either be like violent or just like aggressive or like promiscuous and all this kind of stuff. And I'd wake up and you know when you know people are pissed off at you, but they're not saying it and it's just kind of like. Oh yeah. no, this, oh, and I was just horrible. Like, and like I would have such bad fear anyway. Mm. And then I would just get really bad like sads after drinking. So I'd just be like, oh my God, I'm such a piece of shit. So it like really like tore away like my any self-esteem I had or like self What's the word? Oh yeah, confidence. Mm. <laughs> so it, like it destroyed all of that. So, um, and yeah, and like also then there were people who I thought were my friends who then would like drift away from me, but like I wouldn't know why. Oh yeah. So there were like all of those things that were at play. Do you think you had to like re-socialize yourself after you quit drinking? Because I know from when I got pregnant and I stopped drinking, there was a few times where I'd be in social situations and I genuinely didn't know how to talk to people without having to drink. Like even just, yeah. the, you know, when you're like the one, so you feel a bit tipsy and you're like more melty or something. You're yeah. more open. Because um, I'm quite introverted anyway. So I'm like, I need a fucking cocktail to loosen me up. Yeah. But when I was pregnant, it was like good practice, I suppose, to talk to people without having to have a drink yeah like so I started drinking when I was like 13 and so like what I realized is that I was completely just like socialized around alcohol like the only way I knew we had to like talk to boys or anything like that was like after having like a nagging in an alleyway mm. so then like as I went on I had no idea obviously how to socialize and then when I started going back out again I was like 
I feel so awkward and like you just feel really like dweeby or something you're like what do I do with my hands and like it feels like everything you're saying is wrong or just like anxious Mm. and those were the times when I was really like I'd love to be able to just have a drink but then like through those experiences I guess I learned that you know I have a lot to say or like I started to like work on myself more and I guess like I know myself a lot better now so I'm like comfortable in those situations because I'm like I know what I know and I know how to interact with people I also know that Most of the time, people are not worrying about me anyway. They're only worrying about the weird things they said. They can never remember anything you said anyway. Mm. And also, like, as people get locked, it's, like, such a, like, you just slim under, slip under the radar. But there was definitely, yeah, like, a period of time when I was just like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be able to, like, go out again. Like, I'm only fun when I'm drinking and, like, no one's going to want to be around me or anything. Whereas, like, now I, like, I know how to speak to people and have, like, great deep conversations without having to have drink on me. Mm. And like, and I can also have, you know, like the DMCs and all that kind of stuff without having to be like locked, which yeah. is great. Yeah, Jesus, that's really good. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Like, it's like something that I just, I really do want to do. Mm. Like, really do want to do. And it's, I don't think I have a problem with drinking. It's just the, how it makes me feel afterwards. Just the sick thing that you were saying at 14 yeah. years of age. Same as me. 14 years of age, I was vomiting after Wes. And I was going, yeah. what's the crack? And my mom's b- banging on the on the, on the the toilet door being like, are you okay in there? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Just have a tummy bug. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But like at, at, at the age of 14, like I shouldn't be vomiting. So yeah. I definitely think that um, like speaking to you, because like you are a social person and you seem really happy and like you, you're, you're, you're still at events and you're still doing things. And, you know, I saw you the other night and like we're dancing in a club, like, you know, yeah. and it's it's like your life isn't over if you stop drinking. But like, I feel like we're all programmed to think that. Yeah. Because we're brought up in that setting of, especially like in Ireland as well, you know, yeah. like it's yeah. such a, like drinking is such a thing in Ireland. Like, Completely. and like we start start drinking so young and then like it's our like, we go to different countries and they're like, oh, you're Irish, you you love drinking. And you're like, yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? It's nearly like, um, it's like uh, we like feed into that narrative. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it's like, we're going to drink loads of beers Cause now because we're, we're showing off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look how many I can drink. Yeah. <laughs> and have you slipped up at any stage? So I actually haven't really. Well, so basically there have been times when I've accidentally like taken a swig of something or like, someone would be like, this one's your drink and it won't be my drink. Like it happened, yeah. yeah, Like my friend was like, this is your sparkling water. And he had two vodka soda limes and I got the vodka soda lime. And that Mm. one I was just like, but I like immediately like spit it out. But like, I never count those as like actual slips because it's like, I think it's the intention behind it as well. It's like, at no point have I been like, that's it. I'm getting like a beer or whatever. I've always been able to, yeah, like just stay off that. But there have been times, yeah, when I've accidentally drank alcohol. But it's more like the people around me who get really upset versus me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's grand. Like these things happen. And it's not like I haven't lost, you know, the will and everything that I have in myself that keeps me from drinking. That hasn't been broken. Yeah. I haven't, I'm not at my wits end. So yeah. yeah. And it's like, you can be around it and you're okay. Yeah. Oh, I love, like that's thing. I yeah. actually, because I hope like everyone doesn't stop drinking. Because I actually do love being in that environment generally. Like obviously at some stages like people get really messy and it isn't like great to be around but like generally like even (laughs) this year in dry January so many of my friends stopped drinking and it was obviously like the height of winter as well there's nothing really to do and I was like 
now we can't go to the pub or anything like no you're all not. and I was like this is so toxic I'm like I'm like yeah everyone don't drink but then I'm like guys somebody drink yeah please. someone have a yeah. fucking laugh come but, on yeah. but we have nowhere to go though yeah there's no thing to do I, like it's so funny when the sun comes out because all, all of a sudden it's like there's loads of things I can do yeah there's so many places I can go and I can spend time outdoors especially when you have a fucking baby yeah. I'm sorry that baby is a snooze. She doesn't go to the pub. You know what I mean? <laughs> she doesn't go to the She can't even lay in the sun because yeah. she's a baby. Yeah. We have to sit under a tree. I know. <laughs> so when we go for hikes and stuff, she has the sun hat on. It's so good because then I don't feel, because I got really bad FOMO only recently because I'm not going, when festival season started. Yeah. Mm. And it's more so because I'm breastfeeding. I can't really leave her with the mm. fella. But like, even still... Yeah, I'm just feeling, I just feel left out or something. Yeah. Uh, so there's just like a, it, there's a barrier there between me and socializing with the rest of my age group, I suppose. Because I don't know anyone else my age with the baby. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And but I'm not the type to be like having a, I don't really like have a bottle of wine at home. Yeah. Either. So I can't, you know, me and Jason would just be bored of each other. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. what do we talk about now? <laughs> <laughs> the way I think about like drinking at home, isn't this so bad? I'm always like, it's not worth the hangover tomorrow. Mm. Like I like if my mom like loves having her like G&Ts or like she'll make a drink and I look at her and I'm like, oh my God. And like she would never offer me one because she just knows that I can't drink it. But I always look at her and I'm like, oh, that's, you know, it's so not worth having a drink at home because I'll be hungover tomorrow. Isn't that such a bad way to think? about things mm. like I like think it through I'm like tomorrow will be worth having a hangover for because I'm going to x y and z yeah do you know what I mean and it's such yeah. a bad way to live because but it's also like stopping you from doing the like like slipping into like daily drinking habits yeah I feel like a lot of the time when like life gets stressful like people that I met when I was in treatment who like drank every day because like I didn't relate to that at all mm. they were like oh yeah like I'd finish work and I'd have like a little glass of wine and then that escalated to like a bottle of wine and everything like that Whereas at least like if you're like, no, my hangovers are going to stop me. You're not going to just like sit at home doing that. So there's mm. a benefit in there There somewhere. is, yeah, there is. That's the thing as well. It is great because I do pick and choose when, when I want to go out and when I want to do it. But it's always, I think this is with anyone. It's always the days where you say, I'm not drinking. You're home at 4 a.m. Always. Like always. <laughs> yeah. And with like festivals and stuff, would you find it more difficult or easier being sober? I'd probably say easier. Because yeah. there's more to things to do. Like it kind of like, it depends really. I think it's like for me going out in general, it's just like if I'm with like a good crew of my mates who like, I love, like I don't care where I am or whatever. So if I'm with like, with the homies and I'm like, I have ADHD as well. So I get very hyperactive from like interacting with other people. So I'm with people I love, I'm just like buzzing. But if it's like not a great crew and I'm not feeling like great, the weather's a bit shit, I'm just like, I'd rather just not. Mm. So I'm very like selective with the things that I do do. Um, but with festivals, it was a real like integration period at the start. Cause I was just like, even, you know, it gets really cold at night. Like if you're at a camping festival, like you get freezing and all your friends are grand and like don't want to go walk all the way back to the tent. Whereas you're just like, I'm absolutely like freezing here. Um, and initially, so I basically, when I stopped drinking, I was off of like everything, like all substances or whatever. I've in the recent years, I brought in like, you know, mushrooms and things like that at times. So it means that like it makes those things more doable, but they're not like really addictive things. Like I'm not ever sitting at home 
Whack and jerk. Yeah, eating mushrooms. Like, <laughs> get nothing like done. Like love. Yeah, but like would love that. Like I would love. Yeah. But like the supply is short. Yeah. So like I will still engage in those things because those are the things that actually nearly keep me on my like sobriety thing with alcohol. Because it's like, yeah. I feel like for me, if I was off of everything, the first like year I was just like, I'm bored after a while. Because I was just like, I can't do anything and it's so unfair. Like I'm this young. All my friends are like living their hot girl lives and I'm here doing nothing. Mm. So, um, and like I remember when I was in Pats, it like St. Pats is like right beside where Forbidden Fruit is. And so I was kept in the weekend of no. Forbidden Fruit. Or it was actual like, torture. Yeah, like it was like I was allowed out for a day. And then the night I came back, and I remember like Bonnie Vera were playing, and it was like the Sunday night. And I'm sitting there on my little hospital bed, looking out the like barred window like proper what? tragic like bars like, yeah, like girl interrupted yeah like literally prison bars and I remember just like sitting there crying being like I'm never going to be able to do any of those things that I loved doing before oh. like anymore yeah and then like even the I was at Forbidden Fruit on Sunday and just having these like full circle moments of being like I can still do all of those things that I thought I'd never be able to do like of the life that I mourned for so long like mm. I'm still able to do them all but it's like in my own way now. Yeah. Mm. And have you ever, no, because I know um, I, I've listened to a few woo-woo people and they're able to get to the state of elation that the same way that alcohol gives you through like meditation and stuff. Do you think yeah. you've ever gotten to that level of being like, I feel drunk, but you're not actually drunk? I think, and I used to be a bit on that woo-woo lifestyle I've since I'm recovering woo-woo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ex-woo-woo. Yeah, she's ex-woo-woo. She does not identify as woo-woo no more. But um, I definitely find, like, I think I'm just on a different frequency to other people with the whole, like, hyperactivity part of the ADHD. Yeah. Like, like, I was out on Saturday night till half seven in the morning and then went to bed for a little bit and then went to fruit and fruit. And all my friends were like, how are you still awake? So it's just that like I have, I get these like waves where I'm just like, life is incredible. Oh my God, I love everything. Okay. So I, but it's not from like meditation or anything. I just think there's like the devils in me. A little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> like, the devil tarot card. I'd call it a yeah. god. I'd be like, that's brilliant. So it's great. <laughs> but it means like Monday to Friday, like on a school night, sometimes it's like 2 a.m. and I'm just like buzzing. buzzing. And I can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. But it's the drink makes you sleepy as well. That's another yeah. thing with me. Like it, like if I'm not going full throttle, like I can't go for like one or two because I'll just be like, oh. Yeah. You know? And it's like I can happily say, no, I'm not drinking tonight. But it's like, I, I want to have a drink and I want to get involved but it's like then I sometimes have more energy if I'm not drinking like I was out yesterday and I think I had like half a beer or something and then I felt myself getting sleepy so I just stopped drinking it I was like I don't even want this anymore and I found I stayed out so much longer than I probably would have drinking because yeah. I would have hit a wall and been like Zoom. but like things like forbidden fruit and stuff I think for me if I stopped drinking it would be easier to be at that like again yeah. like you could if like with mushrooms yeah you can't sit you don't sit at home all day you know eating mushrooms or you don't go like <laughs> to meet your friend like in town and you're eating mushrooms and they're you know having yeah. a drink it's not like that but it's amazing that those type of things like they aren't addictive are yeah. they? I don't know. I mean, I there are people who can obviously take you, you can abuse anything. <laughs> you can abuse you can abuse anything. 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 Yeah. Like anything. But it's amazing that like even in that sense that you allow yourself, not that like you shouldn't allow yourself, but you allow yourself to do those things and you have that like there's like boundaries with things, but you're like, no, I'm gonna have this and I'm gonna enjoy myself and you're open about it as well. Yeah. Because a lot of people wouldn't when they're saying they're sober, they wouldn't mention that they would 
you know, take mushrooms or because then people will go, oh, well, you're not really sober then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing I've had before of like people that are like, oh, you're sober, but then they'll like see me at something and I might, I don't know if I'm like eating a mushroom, like whatever it might be. I'm like, I don't want to give like a false example of being like, I am like Russell Brand sober, like I am sobriety. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like for me, I just find, and like there are people I know who also like don't drink, but will take like MDMA or things like that. And like whatever works, I think for you is the thing. Like I know my brain chemistry and I know the things that really like destroy me Mm -hmm. and make me really sad. So I just completely avoid those. But if there are things that will like make my life easier and are not like harming me and I'm not using them, like my intention is never like, I want to escape my reality because I hate my life. Mm. Like as long as I'm not engaging in that, I'm like, life is hard. Like, do you? Mm. So, and yeah, not abusing life. them as yeah, well. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because again, as you said, you can abuse anything. So um, yeah, no, that's so interesting. And that's so like, again, I, I love that you're so like honest about that as well because people would, like even with the whole dry January, like if someone's saying, oh, I'm doing dry January and then two weeks later they see them with a drink, it's like, I thought you weren't drinking. Yeah. And it's like, shut the fuck up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that was, but it's also just like, do you think do I you don't care? know that? Yeah. It's like, why do you I haven't shamed forgotten? enough as it is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm already shamed. You don't need to reinforce it, babe. But like, why do you care? Like, yeah. actually, why do you care what goes into my body? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I microdosed when I was in London. Mm. Tell me shame. about this now. Yeah. Should I do this? So, <laughs> when I, I I remember getting the microdose I ordered it in it took ages it came from like Sweden or something Um, this is for the ADHD so I was like I need to do something because I, yeah. I like I actually because my ADHD was it was more so just like I would go through stints of not being able to get out of bed and like getting really hyper fixated on books or whatever. So I'd be like reading in bed for ages and I'd wake up and it was five days later sort of thing. Like have not, literally have not showered, have not, you know, because I'm obsessed with counting my steps. I'd literally look at my phone and it'd be like nine steps on my phone. Like that's how bad it was. And then the next week I'd be like, I want to start a psychology degree. Like it was really bad. And then I'd be like, oh my God, I'm addicted to mochi balls to the point where I was like vomiting up mochi balls. Um, so it was just like every week it was a new thing. And I was like, I need to do something about my mochi ball addiction. Yeah. So I, then I got the, and I'm, I wasn't like going out that much because to be honest, guys, I didn't have that many friends in London. So I wasn't getting the invites to things. So the odd time I'd be going out drinking or whatever, but most of the time it was just me at home, which I'm sort of happy about anyway. But um, so I, I ordered the microdosing thing and the first day I took it. I was literally gurning. I was like gurning and dribbling at the mouth. And then I was like, okay. And then it set in and I was like, oh my God. Like I'm actually really concentrated right now. I was like, I could do anything. Yeah. And because I got like real bad waves of depression and I needed loads of dopamine all the time. So I'd be like buying shit or on my phone all the time. Wasn't interested in the phone. Um, Was just kind of relaxed after the gurn. But the gurn lasted like half an hour and then kind of set into my body. But the way microdose works is that you do like, Two, one day on, two days off. So you take it for one day and then it lasts for two days extra. No way. And then after your your body has like taken it in or absorbed it, after three months, you can just take one whenever you feel like it. So then after that, I was just like taking one here and there and it was helping me so much just like relax. And is it a long-term effect? Like, do you, do you find that it's like, like, would you ever take it again or do you need to take it again? Well, you can take it when you're breastfeeding. Okay. I stopped when I found out I was pregnant. Okay. Uh, well, it's just because you can't actually test on pregnant women or breastfeeding women. That's the reason why, but they don't know yeah. if there's any effects, you know? Mm-hmm. She's probably fine, you know? Yeah. She's just yeah. like, woo! 
Um, but uh, yeah, so I think I would take it again after I finished breastfeeding because when I took it, I didn't need to have coffee or anything like that, you know, because mm. I was just concentrated and like happy throughout the day. Um, and I was just, you know, everything is way nicer. Sex has felt much nicer. Uh, the grass was greener. You know, <laughs> I was prettier. I was prettier. It was so good. The lips were plumper. Oh, Lord. Um, no, yeah, it was stunning. It was really good. I, I really am an advocate for it because... Um, yeah, I just think it was it was just like a good it's like what our ancestors wanted. Yeah. You know, it's from the ground. It's natural. Yeah, yeah. I'm turning into one of those decriminalized weed people. Hippie it's dippy. from the ground, it's natural. Yeah. Um <laughs> Would yeah. you do you smoke weed? No, I when I was so basically I was diagnosed with ADHD like last year. Or wait, when was it before? Oh, recent. Yeah, I'm a recent ADHD okay. girl. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the things I learned then is that like if you have ADHD, you're a lot more likely to be addicted to either weed, alcohol or cocaine. Mm. And so and like I used to love smoking weed and everything and it would bring me back to I'd be like, oh, my God, I feel like normal people. I'd be like down here. Mm. But with the whole like depression and like productivity, like they just don't marry very well. So like, there's the odd time I'd be like, yeah, why not? But also the meds I'm on, like I take uh, stimulant meds for like the ADHD vibe. So I can't with that as well. So it kind of also keeps me straight and narrow vibes. Okay, nice. great. Yeah. What are stimulant meds? So like, like Ritalin and things like that. Okay. So I'm on Tyvens, but um, yeah, so it's like a 14 hour release version okay. of Okay. Do I need them? <laughs> <laughs> Every t- the OCD, the health OCD is kicking in right now. My hands are sweating. I've got all shopping lists over there. No, like, me like I'm writing everything down. No, I'm always just so curious because, yeah, you see, that's the problem with me, I think, as well. Like once I'm introduced to something new, I will Google it, search it, live it, eat it, breathe it, and then be like, I think I have that. Yeah. So, but the health OCD is is definitely a thing. Um where yeah so I'll just like one day I'll just be like I have um ADHD like do I no I don't think I don't think I do well apparently neurodivergent people so people with autism ADHD all like it's like a, it's like a magnetic force we field we flock together we do yeah, flock, together. flock together yeah yeah I feel the buzz because you know? Jason yeah. thinks he has something but we're not sure what it is if that that's, makes sense that's me every day yeah, though yeah, but so. that's it's Jason has OCD as well like we are very very bad both he, of us yeah, yeah. and we always like bo- like bond through that I'm always <laughs> yeah. like do you ever like get when you just have visions of like you know throwing yourself down the stairs or pushing someone else down the stairs he's like all the time yeah. all the time <laughs> like we would never do that obviously but unfortunately like that's how we bond and it's actually so nice as well because like males never really talk about what they're going through but like Jason's very open about it Mm. um, which is really nice but um, yeah sorry I don't know why I just automatically thought that I needed your meds that you were on (laughs) I (laughs) I (laughs) want we all take one for the crap I'm just like calm down I'm like (laughs) (laughs) oh god and like with like dating and stuff like did guys ever were they all ever like oh or girls guys or girls yeah sorry are you single right now I'm a single girly are you love um, love yeah so basically when I um, when I first like went into treatment I had just like started dating someone and then we went out for like four and a half years and then when we broke up I ended up getting into another relationship pretty soon after okay so it was only last year that I was like single and then like not drinking for the first time and I went through this whole thing of being like I'm never gonna kiss someone again because I was just like how do you like sober 
like end up wearing face with a randomer when you don't want to end up in another relationship when you want to yeah. have something like casual or like how do you have casual sex when you're sober oh my god I never, I thought, never of thought of that because oh at my least god. Like, you can even pretend that you're drunk and be like oh I don't know what I'm doing I'm having sex with <laughs> I've only just met you that's crazy <laughs> exactly so that's the thing I was like went through this whole thing of being like it's never gonna happen for me again oh <laughs> fuck but no but then, but then it did and now it's you know we're back oh are you <laughs> loving it as well yeah like so the one thing that I hate is like if I'm on the apps or anything let's say people always be like oh do you want to go for a drink and then I have to be like yeah so I will go for a drink but just with a caveat of it'll be a zero zero but don't worry I'm like really fun like it's like a hard thing oh, to like and you have to convince them get like- across because like you know some people are very like like I don't know for me even before I stopped drinking I remember I went on a couple of dates with the guy who didn't drink and I was like snore yeah. so like <laughs> some people, fast. yeah so some people have this perception you're gonna be really boring but if yeah. you met me you'd know like I'm fine not drinking yeah so it's like how do you convey that? you're not boring at all you're I'm, really in, I'm really interested right now I know, but it's like, how do you convey <laughs> that disclaimer but how do you convey that without being like hey I'm super fun I don't drink but I'm super fun yeah I just wouldn't yeah. say it I just wouldn't say anything See, I, I don't know. I've tested the boundary with like other friends and they're like, oh, like I'd feel really weird if I showed up on a date with someone and they weren't drinking. But like, that someone wouldn't be me though. Aww, you know? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I always like to just say it also because if the person also was like, oh, whoa, that's a problem. It's like, the, that's a bullet dodged anyway. Yeah. yeah. Ew. So, but I also then feel the need to be like, I used to drink, but now I don't. As in, it's like, I'm not someone who's like devout, you know, not that there's anything wrong with the religion, but like that it's anything to do with yeah. that that I've never drank in my life. Yeah. So well, my ex was a pioneer, but it wasn't to do with religion. He just didn't want to drink. Yeah. But then a rumor started about him that he was dry sniffing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, no, I'm not. But he was so interesting and like always going for a buzz. He would be out, yeah. out longer than me. Sort of, yeah. I was the snore. I was actually the snore. You yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was honk me, me, me in a way. <laughs> Honk me, me, me. I wanted to, I wanted a fucking sober night in watching the movie. Yeah. Twirling, you know, rubbing your feet against each other under the covers. Yeah. And he was there like, <laughs> having afters in the apartment. Um, but no, so I'd like to, but it also depends. Maybe girls have it harder because I can't imagine a boy. Because for girls, we can, I've said this before on the podcast. If a boy has like a quirk about them, say the he doesn't drink or say like he has social anxiety, girls will literally be like, oh my God. That's so cute. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Where boys, on the other hand, might be like, oh, no, she That's doesn't drink. Yeah. yeah. You know, they don't see it in the same way. Girls just have a, weird, a different perception of like what's attractive and what's not. Yeah. So we'd be impressed by them not drinking. Yeah, yeah. it is like but that. Like, yeah. Generally, like that has been. I don't think I've actually ever had someone be like, actually, never mind about it. You know, I don't think I've actually yeah, ever had anyone have an issue with it. Yeah. And then they will be like, oh, pop off about it. Mm. But it's also just having to like, it's like, I've barely, I don't even know you yet, but I'm having to like disclose this very personal thing about me, which is also just like a thing about me. Yeah. But like having to then like on a date be like, okay, so here's the trauma. Just like here are like the little bits, but like I'm chill now. It's fine. It's like getting it out of the way. Getting Might it out of the way. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. Make them sign an NDA after. Yeah. But just being like, yeah, we're going to go through this whole thing here. I'll just send him this podcast next time. <laughs> <laughs> right, here you go. This is what's going on. <laughs> that is so good. Love. <laughs> if you want to know anything about me, just yeah. dropping the link. Just right. Drop the link just drop yeah. the link. <laughs> But like anyone who does get offended, I just think it's because they're so insecure about themselves and with the topic itself. Yeah, or they're having like issues there as well. And then also like, you know, I feel for you. Yeah. We're not 
it's not going to be a thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. with the sex thing, then I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, because we want to know. Sorry, I just can't stop thinking about sex right now. But anyway, <laughs> guys, just so you know, I had sex yesterday. Oh, yes! It's like me and Jason this year. Like, can we have sex on the third of June at five forty-five p.m.? Her nap is due. We'll have this amount of time, <laughs> and then it's like sometimes she wake up. But anyway, and then when we do it, we're like, yeah, we had sex. You know, <laughs> like high five. I was telling my yes. dad we had a barbecue on Saturday. I was like, yeah, me and Jason had sex last night. <laughs> I think it was just like lovely. My dad's just like, right, okay. <laughs> but now I know from when, like, like I said, my ex wasn't drinking. But if I was really drunk, I would, I would be like, I feel like a pervert, even though probably it would it would be seen the, the different way. Because I'd be like, oh come on, sexy, you know, yeah. you know, take a swing in my top in the air. <laughs> so is there a weird dynamic then when you're trying to get frisky and you're like? You're too drunk. Am I, am I taking advantage of you? <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, so one of the things I've found as well, when I'm on dates with people, they generally, like, luckily for me anyway, no one I've ever gone on a date with has gotten, like, really, really hammered. Okay, yeah. So, like, that that is good. Um, <laughs> but uh, there have definitely been times when I've been kind of like, mm, this feels bordering unethical. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it hasn't been very much, I guess. But it is a weird thing, like, I don't know, that was the hard part, I think, to get over with the... Um, like sleeping with people or whatever and not drinking because I was like you know when you're drinking you're just kind of like oh yeah this person will do or whatever and I'm like I don't, <laughs> I don't know but like there was a time in my life that you're good looking be- enough it's grand I love it you're grand like the fear goggles are there yeah. whereas like when you're sober you're so aware of a person you're like mm, yeah and like as they get drunk you're just like definitely not <laughs> oh. so like it means that you're more likely like it is very slim that you'll just be like, yeah, let's go have like a one night stand or whatever. Yeah. With someone who you really don't like, you actually have to like really like them as a person. Yeah. Because oh otherwise, yeah. The ick like. Yeah, no, the ick is so strong. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. So like I was like at a point, I was like, I'm so jealous of my friends who would just get like hammered and like sleep with like some random guy who's like a minger. Like. <laughs> and actually after the fact, I was like, no, because the way I would have felt after that is just like, oh God. Yeah. No, me and Ian were like, yeah, yeah. We've, both we been there. We've, both, we've been there we've been there yeah. i literally had sex with the guy before who i didn't kiss in the mouth like that's how bad it was <laughs> i was like don't look at me yeah. <laughs> no like that's just i'm uh, sorry as well um for the guys is <laughs> or girls guys or girls it's a combo combo. Yeah, combo for them it's like happy I'm, pride guys yeah, happy pride happy, happy pride, pride. Pride. Happy Pride for all us bisexuals at the table right now. Bisexual queens. <laughs> Love. It's like the Spider-Man thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Um, sorry, with the, you were saying boys. With the boys or girls. Um, with the, the boys sex. or girls. Um, you know what I would be thinking as well? <laughs> like, obviously, I, I get the ick so easily. Like, so easily. Like, mm. someone will breathe and I'll be like, ew. But it doesn't yeah. get in your way either. <laughs> Can... <laughs> Never stopped you before. <laughs> Never stopped her before. Look, Keelan, <laughs> come here. She went for seconds. Come, Keelan, come here. Look, we both been there in fact. I had a We've fucking mullet <laughs> and a gold tooth. Times were tough. I had a mullet and a gold tooth. We'll say no more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Anyway, different time in my life. But I was saying that like with the, it, like if I was around someone who wasn't drinking and I was on a date, like I would be definitely way more aware of like how much I was intaking. Cause like, I wouldn't want them to get the ick. 
Because, yeah. like, you know, we're like, get like slurry and messy and yeah. be like farting and all oh, You shit. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd be so, like, a much, so much more aware. So, like, it's probably such a good first date. Because yeah. you can really like pace yourself. Because on first dates, people do drink so much to get over that awkwardness. Yeah. yeah. But then you're the icebreaker already because you're like, well, I'm sober and I'm going to be staying sober for the whole time. So like, there's no need to get plastered drunk because I'm still sober. So like, that's yeah. such a good like first you're date. So thing. good at making conversation. Yeah. You're probably I'm, I'm, so. I know a good conversation. But like, <laughs> it, it depends though because it's like it also means that you're like hyper aware of like oh no I don't fancy this person and oh, I'm not going yeah. to and I still find that difficult <laughs> to like navigate around yeah you know? oh god yeah and so. you can't just like stick it out for the crack either you're sitting there kind of being like how do I get away from this yeah exactly and mm. like yeah you're just like so aware of what is being said have you ever been on a date where you've had to leave like you know like the classic like I'm going to the toilet and then leave have you have I done that no I I do the phone a friend so oh, I've been on a date because all my dates have been fucking drinking dates. So we'd be on a date and I'd be like, oh, my friends are actually coming into town. And then we'd, oh my God, I lost you somewhere along the way. <laughs> I'm just oh, going to no. go get a drink. No, Bye. I have had, I've been on a date before though. Where the guy asked if he could call his mom off my phone. That's to let sweet. her. Are you serious? Wait, to be like, hey, mom, come get me. No, to be like, hey, mom, can I stay out longer? Oh, oh, no. never. Oh, never mind. I thought he was just no, checking no. in. No. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. He was like, mommy, mommy, I'm staying out longer. I'm pretty sure he got in trouble over the phone. Oh, God. Stop. Yeah, love. Like, have you ever had to leave a date because you're just like, I can't stick this out any longer because you don't have those beer goggles on you. So you're like, yeah, like there definitely have been dates that oh, I've had God. to, but it's just like, I know with dating it is a hard one because it's like I feel like you generally know when you get to a date you're like I'm not into this person yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're like maybe you know we'll see it out uh, but then after like you know you're like how can I politely I'll, I'll wait for like an hour and a half mm. and then it's like polite to be like oh my god I'm so sorry I actually have double booked myself or whatever or like I'll generally just be like oh I'm meeting my friends for blah 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 mm. really nice to meet you still working on that one though it's, yeah it's a very it's a hard you know what, sober or drunk, it's a tough one. Yeah, it is tough. <laughs> How yeah. do you do so that? Any date ideas? Like, what do you do then? Do you make the do you make the plans then? Because usually people go with the lazy, let's go for a drink. So see, it is a hard one because like I actually do love going for a drink for a, a date because yeah. I feel like it is a nice like environment. And I like being out and about with people because sometimes it's like I don't want to be like up a mountain in a forest with someone that I don't know either. <laughs> do you know? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's a lovely like, bone. Yeah, yeah being like Jesus. let's go for a walk. Like I've definitely done those kinds of dates, but um, yeah, like generally I do still go for drinks. Nice. And are you all, you do get the zero zeros. Oh, so now I'm on the zero zeros. I didn't do, for the first like four years, I wouldn't go near them because okay. when I was in AA, they were like, non-alcoholics are for non-alcoholics. So, um, oh, okay. yeah. Wait, so say it again. Non-alcoholics are for non-alcoholics. So as in like people a non-alcoholic beer. So zero zero isn't for people with alcoholism or like struggling with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because basically like if you're like in your early recovery and like you're getting the taste of beer still all the time, you're still going to get like cravings and you're going to be like, you know, willpower is only so strong. So of one course. of the days you're going to be like, well, fuck it, what's the difference between this and like an actual beer? Yeah. So like, I was really like scared of having them for the first, first like four years. Mm. 
But then it kind of got to the stage where I was like, I'm sick of like just meeting people for like coffee or dinner. Like I still want to be in those environments and not be just like, here's me and my little Fanta again. Yeah. So like, I still, you know, you want to meet someone for like a pint. And spice it up. Like yeah, spice it up. Like do you drink the uh, Guinness Zero Zero? I have a Guinness Zero, the little nice. Heinemite Zero. Nice. All the Zero. Yeah, my dad doesn't drink and he stopped drinking like four years ago and he loved Heineken. Yeah. And now he drinks Heineken Zero Zero. And I like, I think it was like accidentally because he owns a pub in Black Rock and like, um, like the the bottles were beside each other and they're they're very similar. They're identical. They're very fucking similar. And he was like, pass me a zero zero out of the fridge. And he, it was like a, a normal beer. And he was like, oh Jesus. And he was like, that tastes awful. And then he was yeah. like, oh, it's an actual beer. And he was like, they're actually nicer yeah. than the originals. But um, I think the zero zeros, uh, the way that they've made them, like the Guinness zero zero, you would never know. Yeah, you would never know. I was sucking back a zero zero when I was pregnant. Yeah, you I loved, loved it. it. I was made of Guinness zero zero, but I was pregnant. Like Guinness zero zero and chips. Like loved I was, it. I was full. It was like there was not a baby in there. It was just Guinness and chips. Guinness zero zero and chips. Oh my yeah, God, but that's why she's a little legend now. She's here. She's like, oh, and she does reach for a pint of Guinness every time there's one in yeah, front of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. She does. Oh, of course. Loves it. I feel like every baby is like I have a baby picture of me and I have like a glass of wine and my mom's like, this is gas and like the wine is like basically touching my lips like and I'm like I feel like every baby is like alcohol you know yeah, what I mean yeah, but back in the day like parents drank when we were in the bellies yeah and smoked like yeah. that was like a thing no wonder we're like yeah. this no sorry no wonder we're no all... wonder I'm a nutcase no, no, oh I'm a lunatic <laughs> neurodivergent is that what it yeah, is yeah yeah Jesus it sounds like something, something from like different. the Incredibles or something like neuro spicy like yeah neuro spicy neuro slay spicy yeah no but it's so because in fairness when I am talking to my mom about these things I'm like oh because my ADHD it's such an inhibitor of blah 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 and she just go would you ever just fucking get over it it's just a few quirks and then I'm kind of like that actually helped me yeah because yeah. sometimes it does because you're, th- you're overthinking it and you're like I'm like this because of this and blah 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 you can explain it and pathologize it until the fucking cows come home yeah. but at the end of the day if you don't take action for your life nothing's going to change yeah. yeah, you know what I mean girls? I always think about it as like with the OCD I'm always like I'm forever caring too much but like I think it like benefits me as a person because I'm a severe empath and like I just care about things so much so that means that like my like friendships relationships family members well I wouldn't say family members now because my not that they get the best side of me no who's what family members who like who gets the best side family members never like Mm. obviously because they're gonna love you unconditionally yeah yeah. I always look at Keelan like when I say a word that I'm like (laughs) saying that I'm saying it right and she's like yeah yeah go 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 Um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I always think that like I just like love people like I'm like stronger and I care about things so which I think makes me a, a better person yeah from my OCD mm-hmm. yeah, do you know what definitely. I mean like I could look at it until the cows come home and be like <laughs> oh Jesus Christ like like I'm I'm this I'm that like why am I like this but I always think about it in a way of like no I care about things so much but actually it benefits a lot of things friendships relationships like uh, family like all this kind of stuff like I look at situations in a different way but it's always a more caring way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did I? Absolutely. Did. Did, did that? Did, that was great. I'm, t- I'm actually welling up. I am. Because you are such a good friend. Oh. You are such a good friend. I was thinking about it over the weekend. I thought you hated me because you weren't texting me. I was like. Was, but it was actually just because she, she was puking. I was, was on her phone. Sorry. I, I couldn't look. I, I was that hungover. 
I couldn't even look at my phone. And I was there refreshing. <laughs> no, no, she was like texting me. <laughs> my boyfriend text was texting me and I literally, I couldn't text anyone. And I, like, he was like, are you, are you okay? Like, what's, what's the story? And I was like, I can't look at my phone right now. Like, that's how bad they are. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, God, no. Jesus Christ, no. It's very Jesus. unlike me not to be on my phone. Do you feel the clammy hands on me? Yeah, same. I'm like rubbing them off my dress. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So I, I was, it took like two weeks or something until like, because I was on antibiotics and all this and I was donating breast milk, so I couldn't. Mm. But you're not actually supposed to, I didn't even fucking know this, but you're not really supposed to drink until you're baby's 12 weeks because their liver isn't fully developed so I had my first margarita and I was just like I feel like shit why am I doing this it was just sort of like because I could now and then I was having it and then I stopped for three months um and then I had a glass of Prosecco on my birthday though. Remember? Oh my God, yeah. And then you were breastfeeding her and like she was bawling. Remember she no. was, and she like hated it. Like she hated it. But she was breastfeeding and then all of a sudden she just goes, the, like the force of it like threw back her head. And then it was, I was just covered in baby sick and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, you're like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, anymore. she was just like, happy birthday, mommy. And I was like, love. <laughs> Stunning. Oh, and actually, God. this is actually just on the birthday topic, like, do you ever feel like um, for your birthdays, would people be like less likely to be like, oh, uh, like let, not, not, not let's celebrate, but people revol- uh, like drinking around, I uh, set birthdays around drinking mm-hmm. and they're like, let's get fucked up. It's my birthday. Like, do you ever yeah. find people are a bit like temperamental with that? And they're like, what do you want to do? That kind of thing. And it's, it's like, stop alienating one. me. Like, I want to go out and dra- dance. Like, I don't need to drink to dance. Yeah. Like last year, it always feels weird for me as well. Like last year, I was like, oh, we'll do dinner and drinks. And I'm like, it feels weird being like, let's do drinks for my birthday. Mm. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Cause like, those are like the environments I like being in or like, I like going like camping, but still like a big party. So I don't know. Also, like a lot of people are always away for my birthday. So it's always one of those like, I have no friends. No one's around. Kind of mm. like I'm like the height of like I'm the 2nd of August. So it's always like the oh, August bank yeah. holiday. Okay, yeah. So, uh, but often I'll be at All Together Now on my birthday. So it means I can kind of like celebrate Lord. that kind of way. Now that's what I'm trying to get. That I'm like building up the courage to go to a festival oh, now cool. since I've had the baby. I'll go with you. So me and Jason want to go to All Together Now. I'll go with you and as well. And Josh is flying home for it. Wait, what first. dates are All Together Now? The 4th to the 6th of August. Of August, 4th to the 6th of August. So if All Together Now is listening to this podcast right now and you want to send me an email, we would happy to be obliged. Sorry, we would accept your host. A host. 20,000 listeners, just so you know. (laughs) Anyone with connections, send us on. We look like scabby bitches. (laughs) We want to go glamping. We want a glam. Yeah, give the girlies a glam. We Come on. Love. Sorry. Come on. I just had a baby. Come on. Come on. God. It's the least you could do. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. Sorry, manifest this. Manifest. manifest. Manifesting manifest. this. Yeah. Girl so, boss. What time are we at there? Oh, sorry. We're at seven now. Sorry. Are we actually? Yeah. Oh my God, that flu oh, boy. Okay. Do you ever get mesh? Makes you stink. Yeah, oh, mesh yes. holds a very strange smell. <laughs> What's yeah. the crack with that? I, no, my sports bra for some oh. reason smelled like like an ashtray. And I was like, what Ooh. the fuck oh. happened here? Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sweating tobacco. Do you, do you smoke? Movies. Yeah, I still smoke. Nice. Not yeah. I'm not nice. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Like, yes. like, yeah, but yeah. I'm, again, it's it's another thing. It's it's kind of like they come hand in hand. Yeah. And you know the way when you're having to smoke, you're like, oh, I want a drink. If you're having a drink, yeah. you want to smoke. Yeah. You know the way it's a hand in hand kind of thing. Yeah. It's like coffee and smoke as well. Yeah. No, when I was in Pats, I was like, so I've given up everything. 
And then I was like, you know, when you get on like that real, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm amazing. And like, when you stop drinking initially, you have this like burst of just like, oh my God, I feel incredible. And like endorphins. And I was like, yeah, and I'm gonna give up smoking. And my psychiatrist was like, please don't do that. Please don't <laughs> give up smoking. <laughs> and I was like, why? I can do it. And she, cause I was like, I'm doing everything else. And she was like, that will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Okay. So she yeah. was like, it's all about doing things in a real like gradual way. So like my whole thing is I'm like, I don't want to smoke by the time I'm 30. Okay. So like we're gradually getting there. But if like, if me smoking is what stops me from drinking, then I'm, I'm going to smoke. Let yourself smoke, yeah, girl. let yourself smoke. Let the yourself only smoke. Life is hard. Do you know what? <laughs> we all deserve a smoke once in a while. <laughs> no I, vapes. No. no. This is not a vape friendly podcast. No. Anti-vape The, the vapes, can I just say, make my hangovers so much worse. Do they? Yes. Those, they're kind of like stomach churning I don't know what the fuck it is but anytime I have a vape in my hand the night before I'm like that's what it was it it wasn't the drink it was the vape but like it's, <laughs> it's just convincing yourself convincing myself but yeah no vapes allowed here I literally have a vape in my bag uh, <laughs> save us a song yeah. <laughs> right when we leave it there okay go on thanks, thanks Hannah thanks Hannah bye Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do I have to say? yes you do in the car before my kids PTA meeting really? yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky? no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details